Hi, I'm Judy Frazier, president and founder of We The Kids. We The Kids puts God back into America's history. Listening to We The Kids radio show will inspire you and your kids to have a positive American identity, clear direction, and a powerful purpose for your life. Thank you for listening. Welcome to We The Kids Radio Show for kids from 8 to 108. I am Arch Hunter, a father, a husband, and an historian. And I'm Lydia Nuttall, a mom and executive board member for We The Kids and author of Forgotten American Stories, Celebrating America's Constitution. And later on in the show, we're going to hear from the We The Kids Liberty Players. The mission of We The Kids is to put God back into America's stories to help American kids be proud to be an American, to love and defend America's Constitution, and learn the principles of freedom that establish unprecedented freedom in our country so that they can preserve freedom in America. And that is so important. That's why we're doing this show. So we're glad you're listening. Today's Forgotten American Story. What did the American Revolution give to us and to the world? In previous shows, we learned the forgotten story about how America was founded, about our nation's founding men and women, and about the events that inspired them to create our founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, the United States Constitution, which gave us a new birth conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. And Lydia, why do we need to preserve these documents? Well, goodness gracious, they <laughs> they give us our identity as Americans and our purpose as Americans. So if you take away our American identity, who we are, who we're founded on, those principles that are stated in the Declaration of Independence, for instance, like you just kind of quoted there, the Gettysburg Address that Abraham Lincoln mentioned that the purpose of the Civil War was to preserve our nation based upon those principles in the Declaration of Independence and preserved by the United States Constitution. So we could have a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal is, is just one of those principles. So you take that away, who are we? We're just like an empty pot and anything can blow in and, you know, Weeds will start growing in our country rather than have us be fertile soil where we can grow trues and good principles and great kids and happiness and prosperity. And Lydia, one thing that I always emphasize with all of my students every year is because you and I and everybody since 1787 has grown up with the Constitution. So we're used to it. We just think that that's normal. And I constantly throughout the year would always emphasize, and listeners, we need to all do this every day, the greatness and uniqueness of our Constitution and how it is a unique document that was the first ever in mankind to be written and established. 
and the wonderful uniqueness of how it has been preserved and kept down through the years and how it works constantly 245 years later. It's amazing. It's a miracle. It's because it's based on sound, true, and correct yeah. principles, especially yeah. of human nature, which doesn't change. An interesting book that we all should read, it's called The Miracle in Philadelphia, 1787. So we need to constantly remember the importance of it, the uniqueness of it, and how it is continually always alive. Well, let's talk about what did the American Revolution give us and give to the world, because we can't, Lydia, get to the Constitution unless we first go through the American Revolution. So what are some of the things that the American Revolution gave to us as Americans, but also gave to the world throughout history since 1783? Well, I think for one thing, I'll put a plug in for this, for the Forgotten American Stories Celebrating America's Constitution that we just kind of covered in season one and season two is that it gave us all these wonderful, rich stories of our American heritage. For instance, it gave us the stories of the sacrifices made by the signers of the Declaration of Independence. It gave us the story of the commitment, for instance, of James Madison, to name one, who was nicknamed the father of the Constitution. It gave us stories of the leadership of General George Washington and the bravery of General Henry Knox all during the Revolutionary War and the miracles that happened during the American Revolutionary War, as well as our written constitution, the success formula that United States Constitution follows that other nations throughout the world then followed after we created it, which brought prosperity and more freedom to them and their countrymen. And so that's one of the things. What things do you come up with? Well, I want to, again, remind our listeners, and we all should understand when you talked about the bravery and not only of Henry Knox, but the bravery of every officer in the Continental Army and yeah, the, brave, the soldiers, the bravery of everyone who signed the Declaration of Independence and what they were sacrificing, not only their wealth or their fame and their fortune, but if any of them were ever captured, the incredible horrific death that each one of them would receive because of them signing the Declaration of Independence. So there was much there that they were putting on the line as far as their commitment to liberty, but showing this great bravery in everything that they did to fight against their own country, to form a government that has never been seen before in the history of mankind. And I think we forget that. We forget that they literally faced torture death through torture. And we also forget we used to be British Americans. We used to be part of the British Empire. We were not independent. We were dependent. <laughs> we were citizens of Great Britain. Yeah. And, and as a result, things like, for instance, Great Britain endorsed slavery. We could not get rid of that in our own, in British America, unless we disconnected our ties from Great Britain and became independent. So that's one of the gifts that the American Revolution gave us is sever the ties with a country that endorses bad things, mm -hmm. or then we could be free to choose better things, a better mm -hmm. path for ourselves and our countrymen. And Lydia, as an historian, most of us historians do not like to put a spiritual view on situations that we're studying. And when we look at the American Revolution, we just simply cannot come away from so many stories that were just truly miracles of the officers that had no military training in their background, and yet they were able to take on the British Empire. I know, amazing, uh, astounding. Army, uh, we had no <laughs> army, we had no weapons, we had no artillery, we had no gunpowder. No Navy. No Navy. 
and yet we were able to take on the British Empire and be able to ultimately defeat it. And Lydia, three times, three times during the American Revolution, George Washington would turn after a situation and he would say, this is almost a miracle. And we can never overlook the spiritual emphasis of situations all around us from the Roman Empire and the crucifixion of our Lord all the way through the American Revolution, all the way to the present. We believe that the almighty hand of God was directly assisting the American Revolution, not because we're better than anybody else, but because God wants all mankind to live in freedom. And it had to start somewhere. I mean, he had to, it had to start somewhere. Someone had to lead the way. If it wasn't us, it would have been somebody else. And and that's one of the things that I loved about learning these forgotten stories mm-hmm. that I never did learn when I was in school or even in higher education is it really did help me grow closer to God because I saw his hand in how our country was founded from the very beginning. And even his hand now, as we continue to turn to him, I know more miracles are in our future. And you know, so many people, Lydia, they don't want to hear that, or they say that we overemphasize that. And I'm I'm saying that we should never overemphasize it, nor should we ever de-emphasize it. As far as, you know, the founding of our country, what happened, what they did, what they went through and this leadership and this tenacity that our founders and everyone who supported the American Revolution did ultimately so that we could win our independence and form a government that we had fought a revolution for. It's a beautiful story. Well, your response is so, Lydia, your response is so amazingly (laughs) quick. I think I have just (laughs) aged six months, so... (laughs) Listeners, we have a lot of fun, so please don't, please have to understand that. So let's go on to, you know, because we could talk about what you had talked about in what we've learned in season two for a long period of time. The American Revolution, what exactly did that give us in so many different levels? But then again, let's also talk about what did the American Revolution also do for the world well i know what it did to me (laughs) but maybe we should conclude with that i love how we formulated this declaration of independence it was the first time that any nation country of people as a whole declared to the entire world you know what we believe that yeah all men are created equal and we believe that our rights come from God, not from a king or any other man or woman, you know, any kind of leader. We believe that governments are instituted to protect those rights, not take them away from us. They should be protecting us. We believe that if we elect someone, that we should be able to choose who governs us, that it shouldn't be something by birth just because you're born into a noble family line and you automatically get to rule and reign over the people just so many other principles that were declared, that we declared to the entire world that we stand on as Americans. And, and Lydia, that's why, that. I can, that's why I contend that when in years past, when we teach it was taxation without representation is tyranny. 
the emphasis there is never, nor should it be the taxation. The emphasis there is the representation. Correct. We, we yes. were taxed. We were being taxed. We didn't really have qualms with having taxes, particularly to help pay back for the French and Indian War. But we wanted representation. And I contend that because what does the declaration say? We're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. And we wanted to have those rights represented. And so that is really what the crux of the American Revolution was. We wanted representation and we wanted it to be, we wanted to represent ourselves, not to have things appointed or given to us by a hierarchy. Which is beautiful because up until the American Declaration of Independence and where we stated all these principles to the world, it was believed that, or it was just habit or tradition that whoever rules reigns, makes the rules uh, and give you the rights or take away the rights. If he felt bad or she felt bad on a certain day or didn't like you or whatever, then, I mean, it was always according to their women fancy. And there was no accountability then. That person who ruled had no one to be accountable to. I mean, if he's the head honcho or she's the head honchette, <laughs> then, <laughs> then... That's uh, a new word, honchette. Um, then really there's no check and balance on him or her. Whereas a nation, one nation under God, God then becomes the check and balance upon or should upon whomever has power, has been elected to be in a um, representative, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yes, and Lydia, when the revolution was over and when we ultimately did create this constitutional republic in 1787 with our constitution, the British empires laughed and they said, you will beg to come back to the Commonwealth within 10 years. There is no way that any common citizen has the ability, the talent, or the education, or the intellect to govern themselves. Wow. And, (laughs) you know, we look back now, and another very important aspect of the American Revolution, Lydia, is this is the first revolution in the history of the world that ever ended up exactly for what it was being fought for, and that is self-government. It's true because weren't there, I know there are other revolutions, especially after, well, before us, as well as after us. And the most popular one is the French revolution, which uh, it was definitely a revolution and it was definitely bloody. And the people definitely wanted freedom and they wanted liberty. They wanted no more monarchy. And yet what did they get in exchange for all that? They got a lot of people killed and going exactly back to the way it was before the revolution. So, and for ours, we have a lot to be thankful towards George Washington for keeping the eye on the prize of self-government and helping to maintain that viewpoint all throughout American Revolution and then even during the Constitutional Convention. So what are some other things that, Lydia, we can share with our listeners that causes this great importance to the American Revolution, to not only to ourselves, but if you want to branch into the world, uh, please share that also. Well, who wouldn't want to be secure in your possessions, safe in your homes, free to worship as you wish, be able to improve your lives by taking advantage of opportunities that are ahead of you because you're free to take advantage of them? Who wouldn't want that? Not to mention the fact 
this also gave the world an example of how you set up a republic, a republican form of government. Now, this doesn't mean Democrat, Republican. It's not that. It is a republic is a form of government where we, the people, that's an element of democracy, elect someone to represent us in each of the levels of government, local, state, and federal. And that way we have a voice in all these levels of government through representation. That's really important. So we were able to set that republic up and the constitution that it it sets it up. You know, Article 1, it talks about our legislative session and our Congress and how the Senate and the House is supposed to be set up. And Article 2 is the executive (laughs) you know and article three our judicial branch and so it sets all that up for our republic and it got guarantees that every state in the union is guaranteed a republican form of government that form of government where we the people elect who we want to represent us in every level of government local state and federal and when we look at our constitution and again we because you and i have been born and raised in this constitutional republic, we forget oftentimes that it's very unique and very new. What are some of the aspects this has caused positively in the world? Because we we are a young country still. We are really the only superpower now left in the world at this point. And we look at our educational system, we look at our economic system, we look at the influence that we have throughout the world. And what are some of the other positive things that our American Revolution, our Constitution has done throughout the world? Well, one of the things that I love and that there's a lot of pushback against this, but I'll say the word capitalism uh, or free market, free enterprise, it has been wonderful. Once we established liberty in this country, then we also established a form of economy that would enable us to use our newly earned freedom, our founded freedom, our liberty, to do that which we really wanted to do to earn a living and to provide for ourselves Mm -hmm. and our families. We were no longer in a form of economy. Well, we didn't have to be in a form of economy where it was a dictated to us what we were going to do because you know, you have no freedom and the government owns everything. And so they therefore dictate to you and your kids what you're going to be when you grow up. Now we could determine what we want to be when we grow up, if we ever grow up and and base that upon the things that we are good at, right. talented at, are interested in doing. And we could build, we built, and this was really different in America also, once we established our independence especially then small businesses began to boom all over because people would go, you know what? I really love to bake. I want to open up a bakery. And because people love home baked goods, then they would buy those goods. And then that person was able to provide for themselves and their family. And this happened all throughout America. And it still has throughout the day. For instance, myself, I needed to provide for my daughter and I and started my own residential home cleaning business and went from just a few clients to more than I can count on my fingers and toes. And then I, I needed to hire others to help me. And hence, I was able to help them earn an income and provide for themselves and their family. And it was in that part is awesome. Whereas in contrast, 
back in the day when you're under a king and you, in essence, are the king's serf or a peasant or whatever, if you're not in the king's aristocracy, then you work everything you do for the king. Whatever you grow on your farm for your family is not just for your family. The king takes or taxes what he or she wants. And you're left with whatever's left over, which often was hardly not enough to really survive on. And so there's a lot of poverty throughout the world, a ton of poverty, and there still is. But we were able to introduce this new form of economy. Maybe it wasn't new. Uh, Adam Smith, I know, was... was uh, someone that advocated for this kind of com- economy. The, the free, market, yeah. free market capitalism. And and you're giving examples of how important it is with small businesses in America and the entrepreneurism that this free market economy gives us and our constitution gives us. I was thinking very broad, Lydia. You know, it was really our free market capitalistic economic system that won World War II. In 1940, when President Franklin Roosevelt said that America will be the arsenal of democracy, it is in our free market that we began to make weaponry to give to our allies all over the world to defeat the Japanese and the the Italians and, and the Germans throughout World War II. And so that's really because of our free market system that we have and the ability to produce to produce products, whether it's small market products or all the way up for our weaponry, that is really what won World War II. And because of the Allies winning World War II, several, so many of those countries that were either under domination of the the Germans and even in Southeast Asia, the Japanese, they ultimately became democratic republics like ours. I had not thought of that. Thank you for sharing that. That's good. The arsenal of democracy and throughout our history, look what our country has been able to do to help other countries around the world with medical equipment, with financial, with foodstuffs. And it's again, it's not because we are better or we're, we're, we're superior to anyone in the world. It's because we believe a free market capitalistic system is superior to any others, which has been given to us through our constitution. So and because, yeah, well, well, then we we prospered. Like you said, I didn't think of it in, in the military sense that enabled us to prosper and then enable other countries to form a more free form of government for mm-hmm. themselves and their country, but to enable them then to prosper. Because I love how America has been one, maybe the number one country that has shared its wealth than with yes. more countries all over the world than any other. Yes. So if we lose that in America, sorry, all you other countries that are needing help, we won't be able to help you yeah. anymore. And millions of people have been blessed because we have been able to help. And and I love that generous spirit of Americans mm-hmm. and their volunteerism, that spirit of volunteerism to help those that are struggling or in need all over the world, not just our own countrymen, but all over the world. That's beautiful. And I love how capitalism, that free market and free enterprise, those concepts have been adopted by other countries to lift their people out of poverty so that they can then bless others with their prosperity. It's awesome. So we say that in our study that Lexington and Concord was the shot that was heard around the world 
to begin the American Revolution, to ultimately Lydia becoming a world war, to ultimately having not only our country, but the rippling effect of the shot heard around the world, was that now we have about 140 countries throughout the world since our revolution that are now somewhat of a democratic constitutional type of government. So the short term of the shot heard around the world is our revolution. The long range shot that was heard around the world was the continuing pursuit of democratic republics or constitutional form of government throughout the world. Which I hope everyone understands that equals more liberty for all. Mm -hmm. And isn't that what we want? Lydia, there, (laughs) there has never been a democratic form of government that has ever declared war on another democratic republican form of government. Wow. I had not thought of that either. You are making some very profound observations, insights. Oh. Very well, good. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and we you know, we think of that and of what the American influence has been. And again, we go right back to our founders gave us this constitution. That Lydia, it's messy. It's a process. We're still in process of that. Other countries look at us and they don't understand. We fight and bicker back and forth with each other and we jump up and down. (laughs) And our our founders realized that our constitution is a process that we're going to go through to continue to make a more perfect union, to create a more perfect type of government. So, and this all goes back to what our founders did for us. And we can have the constitution without the success of the American Revolution. So thank you, all of our founders and all of those that were part of that process, the American Revolution. And the, the, the process continues. So we want to, again, it, you said thank, thank them all and be grateful to them, our founders, and what they've given to us and people that have helped to maintain and preserve that down through the years. And for the next generation that's going to come along that will continue the process of giving us a more perfect union. So we'd like to invite everyone from 8 to 108 to ponder this question this week. Out of all that we've just talked about, what did the American Revolution give to you personally? How do you feel that your life has been blessed as a result of the American Revolution and living under this constitutional republic? Now let's see what the We the Kids Liberty Players are up to. And today we have one of our very seasoned We the Kids Liberty players with us. And her name is Sammy. Sammy, tell us again how old you are, where you live, and what's your favorite activity when you have some free time. Well, I am 11 years old and I live in Arizona and I love to sing. You love to sing. Okay. Are you like soprano, really up there, or are you more like me, alto? Or are you bass or tenor? Just kidding on those two. I'm guessing soprano. Not 100% sure though. Okay. Well, you still got some growing up to do. So who knows how that might change your voice. But you tend to sing higher than lower? Yeah. Then that's probably soprano. Well, awesome. What do you like to do in your spare time? I also like to do sports when it's not too hot. Play with my pets. Play with my brothers and sisters. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have one sister who's 16 and two brothers. 
And we had Wyatt on the show before. Is Wyatt one of your favorite brothers? Or do you like them both? Mm-hmm. Or do they both drive you crazy? Like, they both drive me crazy sometimes. <laughs> well, while we're being honest, how about you share with us if you could share a message with today's American kids? I know you've done this before, but it was a while ago and you're older and wiser now. So do you have another message for today's American kids? Yes. Don't forget history because without history, you don't have a future. Ooh. Did you figure that one out all by yourself or did you have some help? <laughs> I did that one by myself. Ooh, okay. So why, why would that be your message? Because if we forget history and what we did in the past, we can't remember the mistakes we made. So we can't remember that those are bad mistakes. So we could just keep doing it over and over again. And are you familiar with Einstein? I think he's the one that said the definition of, is it stupidity? or idiocracy or something like that is doing the same thing over and over again, even when it doesn't work. Have you heard that? I'm paraphrasing it, but that's what it sounds like. I love that. So we should learn from history so we can understand the mistakes of the past. So we don't make them in the future. Is that what you mean? Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, Sammy. Thanks for being on the We The Kids radio show again. Let's do it again. Okay. Okay. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey kids, go to wethekids.us and watch the Constitution for Kids videos. If you would like to be a We The Kids Liberty player, let us know. You can contact us at wethekidsteam at gmail.com. We want to invite everyone from 8 to 108 to listen and please join us on We The Kids radio show and to hear more forgotten stories. Learn the principles of freedom that established unprecedented freedom in America so that we can all, whether we're eight or 108, preserve our freedom. Thank you.